Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. T-O-N-Y-L-I-E-B-E-R-T. For today's episode, I will be previewing the Gophers' massive Week 13 showdown with the Wisconsin Badgers um, in the battle for Paul Bunyan's axe. I will talk about what Wisconsin does well and what the Gophers' path to victory might look like on Saturday. loss against Penn State in Wisconsin at home. Um, Then they took down Eastern Michigan uh, at home, lost to Notre Dame at Soldier Field 13-41, and then they lost to Michigan at home again 17-38, and they were sitting at 1-3 on the year with three pretty disappointing losses. At that point, it's kind of the lowest I would say Wisconsin football has been in a while. Um, But then they followed that up with uh, seven consecutive wins against Illinois, Army, Purdue, Iowa, Rutgers, Northwestern, and Nebraska. Um, At the point where they lost to Michigan, uh, I personally, obviously as a Gophers fan myself, uh, had a lot of doubts about Wisconsin, thinking that they, were they going to really be able to turn it around at any point this year? Uh, it was this a Wisconsin team of old, or were, were they really not good? And they have uh, certainly turned it around, if not more. Um, and they are playing some very, very good football, if not some of the best football in the Big Ten right at the moment. Um, so last year they were 4-3, and three, and they had that uh, Dukes-Mayo Bowl uh, win against Wake Forest. Uh, but it was a pretty overall uh, disappointing season, and now they're bounced back to have another uh, good year this year. Um, this season, they are averaging 27 points per game on offense, which is 76th best in the country, um, and they are averaging 161.3 passing yards per game, which is 118th in the country, uh, which is notably one spot behind the Gophers. They are rushing for 229.2 yards per game on the ground, which is ninth best. And defensively, they're one of the best uh, on that side of the ball in the country. Uh, Averaging 15.8 points per game allowed per contest, which is fifth best. Their 173.5 passing yards allowed per game is sixth best. And their 64 and a half rushing yards per game is tops in the NCAA. Um, 
that unit is definitely something that a struggling Gophers offense uh, will have their hands full with on Saturday. Obviously, head coach for the Badgers is Paul Christ, heading into his seventh season with the team, or this year is his seventh season. Um, he has a 64-22 and 22 overall record. Uh, I think that's all, all I have to say about him. I think anyone listening to this podcast knows enough about uh, Christ and the Badgers. Um, but this year, players to watch on their team, uh, freshman running back Braylon Allen has really started to break out. Uh, redshirt sophomore quarterback Graham Mertz is in his second full year as starter. Um, redshirt senior tight end Jake Ferguson uh, is probably the best pass catcher on this team. Serious NFL potential at the tight end position. Um, redshirt senior right tackle Logan Bruss is probably the best lineman on a pretty uh, strong group. Defensively, uh, junior linebacker Leo Chanal is very good and the classic Wisconsin linebacker. He's been there for a while, obviously. Uh, Redshirt senior linebacker Jack Sanborn is also strong on that defense. And then in the back end, uh, Redshirt senior free safety Scott Nelson is probably the best defensive back on this team. Um, So, yeah, I think really the... Story of this Wisconsin football season is their second half resurgence. Uh, since that Michigan game, uh, they've only let up more than 14 points once, and that was last week against Nebraska. Uh, so their defense is playing just at a very, very high level. Um, Graham Mertz is playing relatively well, too. After uh, just a putrid start to the season, uh, his doubters grew even more. Still a lot of them, but... Uh, he threw four interceptions against Notre Dame and six total in those first four games of the year. And he's only thrown uh, three since. Uh, so he he just looks more comfortable. It's not like he's lighting the world on fire or anything. He's just making less mistakes. Um, and Braylon Allen, they're, uh, they found their running back of the future. Uh, since Jonathan Taylor left, uh, two years ago, uh, Wisconsin struggled to do that. And heading into this year, there were a lot of question marks. Uh, it was going to be Jalen Berger. It was going to be Ches Malusi. Neither one of those worked out. Uh, different circumstances for each. But Braylon Allen is uh, their guy this year and for the foreseeable future. He's had 100-plus yards every week since the Illinois game. Um, 7.6 yards per carry on the season, and he's over 1,000 for the year. Uh, he had 228 yards and three touchdowns against Nebraska last week, so he's playing his best football right now. Um, as a Minnesota fan, I hate to admit it, but he is legit a top-end talent at the running back position, and he's going to be uh, finding production in the backfield for the foreseeable future in a Wisconsin uniform. Um, so offensively for the Badgers, uh, at the quarterback position, Graham Mertz, like I said, second year as a starter, he is uh, completing seventy or fifty nine point three percent of his passes this year. He has sixteen hundred and fifty yards through the air, nine touchdowns and nine ints on the year, and he also has four rushing touchdowns. Um, that is in eleven starts. Um. 
which compares to seven starts last year where he had a better completion percentage at 61.1, only about 400 less passing yards with 1,238, same amount of touchdowns with nine, and four less INTs with five. Um, But like I said, he's been playing uh, better the second half of the season since that, uh, after the Michigan game. So since the Illinois game, he's been... Uh, completing 61.9% of his passes, averaging 138.42 passing yards per game. And he has seven touchdowns and three INTs since that point. So I think uh, since the last month of the season, two months of the season, I think he's just proven that he's just another average Wisconsin quarterback. Coming into his career, there were obviously a lot of hopes that well, he was the highest-ranked recruit to play at the quarterback position for the Badgers, and there were a lot of hopes that he was going to be this, he was going to make their offense special, and they were going to take this next step. But that that's just not the case. Uh, he's not a terrible quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He's just an average Wisconsin quarterback. He runs their system well, and I, I just don't think he's any more, anything more than that. Uh Gophers fans will say he's worse. Uh, Badgers fans will say he's better. But I just think he's a very average Big Ten quarterback. He, he can make throws every now and then. And every now and then he throws some puzzling interceptions. Um, but this Wisconsin's team's strength is, was, and always will be their uh, running game. And to start the year, uh, Jalen Berger was supposed to be the guy. Uh, he was coming into his red shirt. Freshman season, I believe. He appeared in a few games last year. He's now gone, transferred away from the program. Um, I, I just heard recently that he might he was visiting Michigan State, which would be interesting if he went there. But then uh, junior Ches Malusi stepped up, who was their guy last year, and it looked like he was going to uh, take the next step. He had 815 rushing yards and five touchdowns in nine games this year. Uh, but then he suffered a leg injury, and now he's out for the year. Uh, so in comes now 17-year-old freshman Braylon Allen, who has 140 carries, uh, 1,062 yards on the year, and 12 touchdowns. He only has two catches for 25 yards, so he's not big of a a big big uh, asset in the passing game. But, man, he is a massive asset in the running game. He's a very, very good running back. Uh so where did he come from? He was a four-star recruit from Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Uh, he was rated number 219 in the country, so it's not like this was a, a random walk-on freshman they found. Like, he was a high, high-end high recruit. He had offers to Notre Dame, Michigan, and Michigan State, and uh, I think he's proven to be a legit talent at the running back position, and the Gophers... They're go- the Gophers' rush defense has been great all year, So this, but this is go- going to be by far their toughest test of the season because Iowa this season struggled in the running game, and honestly the best rush attack they probably faced all year was against Nebraska, and they still did relatively well in that game, but I, th- I believe that was the most rushing yards they let up outside of the Ohio State game, but this will be by far the biggest test on- for the defensive line and uh, Jay, or Braylon Allen will have them uh, on their toes all day. As for the offensive line that Allen is running behind, uh, I, I don't think it's the same elite, elite Wisconsin offensive line 
They have zero uh, players uh, in a website that I like to look at, Pro Football Focus, and their top 100 draft-eligible prospects, and or zero offensive linemen, I should say. And the Gophers, they have one, Daniel Falele. Uh, but redshirt senior right tackle Logan Bruss is their best guy. He'll probably get drafted. like He's like a day two, day three guy. Uh, but it's a mixture of veteran and young talent on the offensive line. At uh, left tackle, it's redshirt senior, left guard, redshirt senior, center, redshirt sophomore, right guard, redshirt freshman, and then Bruss at right tackle. Um, but So they might not have the same high-end talent that they normally do, but I think coaching matters so much on the offensive line. And as long as Wisconsin is running their style and offensive linemen in their system just succeed and it's just a cohesive cohesive group and Joe Rudolph the co-offensive coordinator who's been with Chris his entire Wisconsin career came over from Pitt uh he's so he's the co-offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach but he's he's done a great job with the offensive line uh since Chris took over with alongside of him and this year's no different they might not have the same NFL talent but they're still a solid solid group up front uh, as for the pass catchers, redshirt senior tight end Jake Ferguson leads the team in catches with 39. He has 390 yards and two touchdowns on the year, 6'5 tight end. He'll he'll be playing on Sundays. Um, redshirt senior wide receiver Danny Davis leads the team with 482 receiving yards, but has 27 catches for two touchdowns. He's a six foot, hundred ninety six pound guy. Kind of can uh, run the full route tree, uh, and then redshirt senior wide receiver Kendrick Pryor leads the team with three receiving touchdowns, and he has twenty six catches for three seventy three. He's five uh, eleven, one eighty nine. Kind of that slot intermediate route receiver, and then uh, the only other significant guy is Chamir Dike who has 17 catches or 225 and a touchdown. He's 6'1", 191, kind of that red zone threat alongside Ferguson. Um, but it's really just those four guys. There's no other receiver over 10 catches or 100 yards this year. So uh, those are the guys that Mertz has thrown to. And uh, doesn't really target many guys out of the backfield, but uh, the I'll go for a secondary that's been up and down all year. I don't think they're going to be tested too much against a group like this compared to uh, Ohio State earlier in the year or Maryland. So, but like I said, their offensive coordinator, Joe Rudolph, is also the offensive line coach. He's 49 years old. This is, he's been at Wisconsin alongside Chris for the entire time he's been in Madison. He's kind of the right-hand man. And, uh, it's just same old Wisconsin offense at this point of the year, honestly. The past 10 years, this well, it's kind of it's the same team with just different guys, to be completely honest. It's a very good offense for what they want to run. I'm not downplaying that they're a very good team, but there's nothing they do that differs from anything that they've done in the past. It's just a very similar team that's doing what they want to do, to be completely honest. Um, as for the defensive side of the ball, Wisconsin still runs the traditional 3-4 defense um, on the defensive line. Uh, redshirt senior D-end Matt Hennigson is 
uh, probably their best defensive lineman. He has three sacks on the year. Um, redshirt senior ju- or redshirt junior defensive end Isaiah Mullins lines up alongside him on the other side. And junior nose tackle Keanu Benton is the guy in the middle. Not much rotation out of those three guys. They pretty much play most of the game, which is interesting. In an era where a lot of teams love to just rotate five, six guys on the defensive line, they're not very deep up, up front. Um, as for the linebackers on the outside, sophomore outside linebacker Nick Herbig leads the team in sacks with seven, and he's third on the team with 12 tackles for loss. Then on the other side, Richard Sr., Noah Burks has two and a half sacks, which is fifth best on the team, and seven and a half tackles for loss, which is fourth best. So those two guys kind of do a mixture of both pass, stopping the runs and stopping the pass. Um, and it's a solid group, and I would really say that the, the linebackers are their strength, especially on the inside. Uh, junior linebacker Leo Chenal, 92 tackles, team high. 15.5 tackles for loss, team high. 6.5 sacks, second on the team. And redshirt senior linebacker Jack Sanborn, 80 total tackles, second on the team, 14 tackles for loss, second on the team, three sacks, third on the team. Those two group or those two make one of the better uh, inside linebacker tandems in the country, to be honest. The Gophers have been playing very good in their own right with Sori Marin and Gibbons, but those two are one of the, one of the better duos in the entire country, if not the two best players on their team. And I think both guys will be NFL linebackers, and I think that's kind of what makes this defense run at such a high level. Uh, in the secondary, uh, redshirt senior freshman, excuse me, redshirt senior free safety, Scott Nelson, probably their best defensive back on the team. He has 53 total tackles on the season, which is third on the team. He has a team high six passes defensed and yeah, he has NFL potential. He's kind of their leader in the, in the back end as, uh, for, Tyler Newbin and Jordan Howden is for the Gophers. He's kind of their guy. Uh, their best cover corner is probably uh, Cesar Williams, redshirt senior, team high three INTs. Uh, he'll probably be matched up with Chris Ottman Bell for most of the game. I uh, I think the Gophers have an advantage with our talented receivers against their secondary, but you need a guy to throw you the ball at the end of the day. We'll see how that happens. Uh, redshirt senior strong safety Cole Wilder and redshirt senior cornerback Fayon Hicks are the other two starters. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely say that the linebackers are what makes this defense so special. And uh, it's just a really good unit led by Jim Leonard, defensive coordinator, 39 years old in his fourth season with Wisconsin. Uh, he was the DB coach in 2016 and was elevated to the defensive coordinator role the next season. He was a NFL defensive back in his own right. Last season he played in 2014. And he just has this Wisconsin defense playing at a, I keep saying it, but they're just playing at a high level. They're one of the best defenses in the country. Uh, no ifs, ands, and buts about it. Um, so, I also, before I get into how the Gophers match up with Wisconsin and what they need to do on Saturday, uh, I wanted to touch on Rashad Cheney Jr. entering the transfer portal for Minnesota. I didn't mention that on my on the Monday episode, uh, but 
I'll save a, a full like future roster breakdown recruiting update until later in the offseason. But for how disappointing both Chenny and MJ Anderson's transfer is, I think the Gophers will be just fine. They have a lot of, surprisingly, a lot of depth with young guys on the defensive line. Uh, they're going to definitely need some young guys to step up next year. But just how Fleck, I think that it's just the transfer portals, uh, just a thing now. I, just as as if we lost two guys, I think Fleck's going to be able to find two guys. He proved this year that he found very productive guys in the transfer portal. Niles Pinckney and Jack Gibbons are two of the best players on our defense. And uh, Dalen Wright's shown flashes of being a very good uh, wide receiver. So I don't think there's any reason why he can't do that again next year. Uh, it's definitely frustrating because it's two very talented players that probably were going to have a huge role next year. But long term, I don't think it's that concerning. Uh, I think the Gophers have the strategy and potential to recover from losing to players like that. Uh, so as for the Gophers' path to victory on Saturday, the easy answer and the easy answer to beat Wisconsin any week is to make Grammarts throw. Uh, it's not that easy. Wisconsin's going to continue to run the football, even if it's not working. I don't think they're ever going to want to have Grammarts throw the football. Uh, so on the other end, I think Wisconsin's going to make the Gophers try to throw the football. I don't know if the Gophers are going to, but this is going to be a smash-mouth football game, classic Big Ten game, a uh, lot of uh, quick possessions, I'm assuming. There's going to be a good a good amount of three and outs, two very good defenses. And as for the Gophers, it's just Tanner Morgan will need to have a big game, plain and simple. He played very well last week against Indiana. He'll have to have that level of game again if the Gophers want any chance of winning. I just... Don't see a scenario where he doesn't play well and the Gophers win. Uh, I do see a scenario where the running backs play average and Tanner Morgan plays very well and the Gophers win. So it's just he needs to play at a high level if this team wants any chance. Uh, he can kind of put a stamp on his Gophers career. He'll really make people forget kind of the up and down uh, season it has been with a win against Wisconsin. And then we can obviously hope that the... Uh, the rest of the standings play out in Minnesota's favor, and they're playing in the Big Ten championship game. But I think the Gophers have an advantage on the outside wide receivers versus defensive backs. Many people say that these receivers stink, um, and I don't think they do. I think they're actually very, very talented, and I honestly would point the finger more at Mike Sanford and Tanner Morgan for not getting them the ball. I think the Gophers are very, very good wide receivers, and they just haven't been given the opportunities to make plays. And I think if they realize the advantage, it's not like a significant advantage, but it's one of the few that they have in this game, so I think they're going to need to take advantage of it. But at the end of the day, B.J. Fleck cannot coach to to not lose this game. Uh, there's obviously been a lot of talk of how conservative he's been in big games since taking over for the Gophers. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're just going to need to get an advantage on fourth downs and field goal, touchdown decisions. Uh, they're going in as seven-point underdogs. Like, it's a... They need to find advantages in those situations because it's not going to be easy to get them other places. Because to be honest, 
Wisconsin's defense, not many people have found success in them, against them. And at the end of the day, you need to score points to win. And at the end of the day, this Gophers team has struggled to score points. So those critical fourth down decisions and the critical kicking a field goal versus uh, going forward on fourth and goal, those are going to be, I think, what decides this game. I think it'll it'll be one in the coaching department. I at that I don't think there's a reason why the Gophers can't win this game, but they're going to need a complete effort in all facets of the game that includes coaching, offense, defense, and special teams. They can't make mistakes in this game. For two teams that play this style of football, both teams have a very very small margin for error, and I, the Gophers have a smaller one than Wisconsin, so they just can't make many errors in this game. Um, as always, I appreciate you listening. I think that's all I got for you guys today in this episode. And row the boat, Skyuma, and go Gophers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.